Jordan, you know what the science says. If you look good, you play good. So I'm hoping at some point you actually get a really good visual as to what's going on in the room right now. It's episode 35 of the It's Always Something podcast. Podcast about everyday pedestrian peasant life. Life isn't perfect. It's always something produced by Hurley and Big Night Media. Live from our studio here in Boston, Massachusetts. Please subscribe, rate, comment, like, share the podcast. For those of you, uh, you know, who didn't cut me off in the new year, or cut others off in the new year. If we made the cut, how can I ever repay you? I mean, it's just such a big deal. On the show today, we have a nationally syndicated afternoon radio host from iHeart. You can hear him on over a hundred stations around the country. Wow. Wow. All hog, share the wealth. I'm out here fucking <laughs> fighting for my life trying to get a job, and this prick is on 100 stations plus. You probably also heard his brother, Frankie V, who does mornings in San Diego, and you can catch the V Bros on air weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. here in Boston on the very, very popular Kiss 108. He's a fashion icon. Why even care about Louis V when you can have Mikey V wow. in the studio? Wow. What's poppin', Mikey V? Talking about fashion. I'm just making yeah. sure I get that shirt after you're done with it. Hey, man, I, w- I was telling you before, you can have Whoa, it. whoa, sorry, whoa, sorry. violence. I was saying that you can uh, you can have this shit, man. <laughs> this is from a disco party that I did, and I tagged Mikey, and it was like, hey, man, thanks for letting me borrow your shirt for the, uh, for the day. But no, okay, so we got Mikey in here. Mikey's also a, a club promoter. I don't want to put you in the, the club promoter. Wow box. I don't want to do that, man. Uh, he's also uh, doing some side hustling for Dirty Water TV, which is a local show out here showcasing different businesses in the New England area. Also has his own real estate company. So I guess it's pretty uh, apparent what the first question should be. What are your favorite drugs to use? <laughs> I'm actually not a big drug guy. Isn't Get that crazy? No, everybody, else, I don't even like Adderall. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not into drugs. Now. People always say like, I'm always out partying and then up early working but no nah, drugs aren't my thing i, I think you I, I lie mean, alcohol yeah. alcohol is my favorite drug if you, if you want to say that i do drink a lot yeah well i think you lie more than trump also to be honest wow, with you because wow, this wow. is that's I, just not you, true you, dude you've been out with me before have you ever seen me even you can listen you don't need to you don't need to have me paying attention to you to snort something in you think that's a necklace i've seen cruel intentions man i know what that <laughs> what can be in that necklace of yours you could sniff wow. that up and have no problems <laughs> no quick story about me and mikey Mikey, uh, so I obviously came out here for radio at 103.3, which is non-existent anymore. And so Mikey was my night show competition. And so we were both on from seven to midnight. And when I first moved here, I I heard nothing but good things about Mikey, right? Uh I mean, I heard his brother all the time on the West Coast because, you know, they're syndicated on a lot of these iHeart stations. And I remember telling not only the people I worked with, but then the people that or in the industry that told me about you, I I really did not want to meet you. That was really, really important to me because I knew how nice of a guy you were. And for me, I, you know, was coming off of doing a morning show and, you know, very unsure if I was going to be able to be good on a different coast and if my lingo would translate. And I just didn't want to meet you because I wanted to have that competitive edge of like, fuck this guy. And, you know, me and Mikey come from the days of, you know, we were probably raised by OGs Yeah. where, you know, it was common to, you know, if, if the promotions group was outside, you know, the people that set up for events, you used to hide their shit if they left it yeah, out, yeah, yeah. you know, it was like war. And so I try to 
tried to have some of that in me because I just was like, I did not want to go into my show ever and say, you know that guy I'm competing with? He's a nice guy. He's a good dude. Did you think the same of, or did you, because well, Kiss 108 is so huge out here. What were your initial no, thoughts? I, yeah, I'm ahead. a competitive person. So like, sure. I still remember there was times, I mean, where I would be doing a club gig and I would see the amp radio car and like stuff outside and just like my competitive, my, I would text my boss like three in the morning. Like, like slash the tires. Oh yeah. And, and although I am a nice guy, and I actually think the first time we met, I think I sent you, had a girl send you shots or something like that. But, That's, this is what I'm talking but, about. But, Something you don't know, and, mm. and, and and you know this guy, so it's kind of funny. I almost wish he was here to tell the story. But when you first got here, again, I'm I'm a nice dude, and I, and I, but I, like you, like I like to win. I'm competitive, and sure. I, I don't care who's bigger, or whatever. Um, Alex Williams, obviously know him, promoter. I asked him about this after this. Made a big stink that if he ever booked you to DJ a club, I would never talk to him again. And there was one time, no, it's a true story. And there's one time when your like best friend bootleg was at Julep, Kev, yeah. and you were going to open for him. And I, and I threw a fit and I ended up opening up for your boy. And I remember, I remember to, this, is, this is like right when you got there. Cause Julep was gone. Like I think like a couple months after An you even got here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh yeah, but ask ask Willie about this. He'll be like, "Yeah, Mikey was. I, I was no bullshit about that. There were not bees you couldn't book. I was like, I shut the door in all those places. So now I kind of feel like a dickhead because you are a good dude. Yeah, but but you have to appreciate that. I still have a little competitiveness in me too. Completely understandable. In my mind, it's in my city. Like nobody's gonna come in and just start DJing. And you were plugged in, like you knew Bootleg. So Bootleg knew Willie. Willie bootleg is, doesn't yeah. live here in Boston. No, bootleg but, lives in LA. No, but that was the first but gig. But Bootleg yeah. knew Cat uh, Willie, and Willie kind of has the keys to a lot of things. Sure. Well, you're still an asshole for doing that. That doesn't, you don't get to just escape that, but I do respect that competitive nature. But yeah. So then of course I meet Mikey and he's just the nice guy. Like he's just, like you said, I, you, you bought me some shots and, uh, just an overall good dude. I was like, and I literally after was like, fuck, I knew it. I knew this guy was a good guy. I told you I didn't want to meet him. I don't want to meet his brother either. I don't want to meet any of these fucking V characters. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could <laughs> V characters, V characters. Yeah, you could write that down. Yeah. Um, but no, listen, I mean, you're, you and your, your fan, but specifically you, you're so passionate about what you do. What was the signature story for you? Cause everyone I feel like in radio has one, what or you know, in their job or in their profession, they have that aha moment that I'm going to do. If you're lucky enough, yep. you have that moment of like, I'm going to do this forever. What was that for you? I mean, literally it's like right around this time of this picture, because for me, I went to school to be a math. That's on the screen. Yeah. You yeah. guys got to see it. Okay. Um, uh, I went to school to be a math teacher. So radio and like, like you call me a promoter early, but that's how I came up. But like me, Willie, Desara, like we were just promoting clubs at 20 years old, 19 years old. Then I was like kind of DJing like bar mitzvahs and weddings and doing clubs a little bit. But then I went to school to be a teacher. So I, I did radio just like part-time, messed around, interned, did radio, took a job in Ithaca. But when I got to Indianapolis, I was like, damn, I have to move halfway across the country. I'm doing this now. Like that, like literally in this moment, I'm like, this, this is what I was meant to do. Like I just felt like the the most me that I've ever felt. Like like no matter even promoting clubs or DJing a club or or being in class, like that, like on that, at that club and being that person was like when I was like, damn, this is me. Like, like I felt like me. I felt fulfilled for sure. Was there a, a specific moment or just the consistency of it? You're like, every time I DJ a club, I feel just going back to real quick of you yeah. 
interesting that you wanted to be a teacher. Do you have your degree in that? Do you have a degree? So in I that? have a double major in math and marketing. You're the same person. What the fuck is happening right hey, now? Because I have my teaching degree in political oh, science. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I was math and an education minor. Yeah. So because my mom's a teacher, I've always wanted to teach and coach. So mm. I had the summer off for grad school. So I'm going to Framingham State for grad school. And like right before that summer, Ithaca, I was like, hey, do you want to do nights in Ithaca? And it was like, I don't know, like $14 a year. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it is like, no, oh, really, yeah. I think it was yeah, 18 yeah, grand yeah. a year. I think it really was. Um, and I was like, fuck it. I'll do it for the, the summer. Same amount of teacher makes. <laughs> Dude, that's a crazy, that, that's a whole nother fucked up yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but, but, um, but I'll do it for the summer. And then why I was out there for the summer is when, um, I'm dating myself when I got a Facebook message from Indianapolis. Like, hey, like you, you want to come out to Indianapolis and do a radio show? And I swear to God, to this day, that guy just wanted somebody to party with, and he picked me. That's really, really interesting that we are like the samesies. Yeah, in, so you're going to be a teacher. I could see us both Oh, no, I knew them. I wasn't. That's the, oh, that's the thing. Like, I could not wait to just get my Where'd you go to college? ASU. Oh, yeah. I so I actually, also, yeah. too, wanted to party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ASU and Stonehill College. I'm not sure what one's better at party. Wow, that's a fun fact. I had no, I had no idea that that was... Um, that was an, an interest of yeah, yours. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so what markets have you been in? Like, where have you traveled? So been, I know you've been in Indianapolis. Yeah, so Ithaca was like my first full-time job. I was at okay. Fall 107 out here before that. Uh, then Indianapolis, and then Detroit, and then I got fired in Detroit. For what? For nothing. <laughs> that they actually, in the meeting, this, this is actually a motive, my, my GM, uh, so my best friend at that time was my boss, my PD. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm Tim Rainey, I think. And um, we were tight. And um, I thought I was gonna get a raise, a promotion. I called my brother, like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over imaging, which is like audio production. How much more do I ask for? I get into the meeting. He was like, hey, let's go to the GM's office. You know, the second yeah. that happens, you're like, dun, 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 dun. You're like, you just know you're getting canned to people in the room. And the GM first off said to me, and I hate, I hate this lady. Her name's Deb. She's the worst person I've ever worked for in my entire life. And that's including like honeydew donuts back when I was like 13 <laughs> years old. She said to me, you know, we think maybe you're good on air, but you'll never be great. And I was mm. like, bitch, even if you think this, like, why would you say that? Right. Like, I'm 24 or 5 at this time. I'm like, there's other ways. At it's the that, peak of nothing. Literally, it's like, it's like <laughs> but like, 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 where in your head is that a good comment to make? Facts. Um, so they, whatever, they let me go, but like tried to retain me. I, I didn't stay. And then I got a job offer in Tampa. So I was moving to Tampa Bay. Had just gotten there when Kiss 108 offered me the job. And you're from out here, so that used that. I mean, that was a, a huge deal. That was a dream for yeah, you. Yeah, you know how the game is like you never you, you never make it home on radio. It just doesn't. It's not a common thing. And Kiss Night had had an opening in 18 years, mm. and I mean, even like I mean, I would have gotten to, like Amp Radio would have been a dream. Like like both mm. of the like to be be able to be on air in your hometown. And at that time, my pops was uh, sick, so to be home for like those years was dope. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm glad that I stole that dream from you. That yeah, kind of even things out a little bit. But no, well, was the radio station was Kiss 108, Kiss 108. Uh, that you came back to? Because if I went back to the Bay and went on Wild 94.9, it's yeah. a completely different radio station out there than it is now. As so far as personalities? As far, like no, as far as like, they're playing like poppy shit. They're oh, like, music back wise. then it was, you know, more hip hop, R&B, you know, like, so was Kiss 108, the Kiss 108 you loved, was it the same when you got the dream job opportunity? M music wise, yeah, it's always in the soccer mom and, and, and radio show. And then we've always, always had uh, Maddie who's like, just kind of like, Oozes Boston, like only Boston people get mad. Like, Tell, no, like, explain to people who aren't from here yeah. how the significance of, I mean, of Maddie. Ma in the Maddie out here. here, I mean, I think we all can agree, is a radio legend. Without I mean, a doubt. He's been, he's yeah. been on air for 40 years. He, 40, uh, years. 40 years on Kiss One So I grew up on the, like, my first day of the job, I was like, yo, this is wild. Because my first day of the job was on with him, right? So, like, oh. and I'm like 25 or six, and like, 
10 years ago, I was on the school bus listening to this dude. So I said that. I'm like, I was like, uh, I'm like it's kind of wild because I, I listened to you on the bus going to school. Mm. And he's like, yeah, never say that again. Because I, I aged him. Um, but uh, not, Maddie's a legend. He's been here forever. Guy makes millions and millions of dollars, which is like unheard of in radio. Like I could be on a hundred plus stations. He made a joke yesterday morning. He's like, yeah, you might be syndicated, but your paycheck's a lot smaller than mine. I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, it is. But, uh, mm. but, but it's true though. Um, I don't know really how you can probably explain that as well. I can, but the great thing about Maddie is he is an older guy. He, he's open about that. I mean, he's in his seventies. He's not a young guy. Our target market's 1834. So that's kind of the crazy thing, but Boston people, seem to love them. They're just crazy. so loyal. They don't yeah. really like change. And so if that's what they've grown up listening, they, it's funny because, you know, they have the same, the same energy towards like, and maybe it's different now, but John Jay and Rich, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, who yeah. have been on in mornings in Phoenix, where I came from before forever. Boston for forever. And I always used to think it was so funny when people would be like, um, Man, I hate John Jay and Rich. I listen to him every morning. I'm like, wait, what? It's like the Howard Stern effect. I hate <laughs> you, so I listen more. Like, right. like but Maddie is great at what he does, and that's you know, it's a testament. And he's um, he just doesn't give a fuck either. He re- you know, oh, he has the best quote ever in the Boston Globe after he quit live in the radio. He tells him, <laughs> "This is literally that guy last summer." Uh, and I still remember being a. a I don't know how deep I get into it, but I was, I was asleep at home. I'm the music director, and they had called me, like, you got to add music. Maddie's not going back on air. I'm like, what the what, What's going on? I was asleep. Anyways, he quits live on air, and then his quote in the Boston Globe is, why have fuck you money if I can't say fuck you? I mean, <sighs> what a legend. I mean, you, you can't even hate on that. I can't. You can't. And you know what? At the I end of the day, he's it. like, yo, I can retire, too. I mean, because he does the show from a different location, yeah, which is also very unique that you know, only the Seacrests, only the people who really are mobile mobile can get away with doing something yeah. like that and and doing it for a long time going back to just kind of nerding out on radio just to give because i think the general public doesn't know a lot of the behind the yeah. scenes about radio and i get questions about it all the time and um i think you do a great job of, of explaining things so explain probably maybe explain ratings to people Rating, like how yeah. they work. Yeah. It's so, to the best of your ability, because uh, well, I still can't it, explain It's a them. flawed scheme, for sure. And I'm, I'm open about that. But really what it is, is there's people meters. Um, you know, people, so a, a people right. meter is basically like a pager. So like no different than an iPhone in your pocket. So X amount of people have a, a people meter on them, which that, what that, what that meter does is it records what radio station to listen to. Every station puts out like a, like a, a little tone, like a zzz, that you can't hear it on a normal eye, but uh, a meter can pick it up. So there's X amount of people with these meters and they represent the mass public. I mean, the issue is, is a sample size issue. So like say Boston or say a city just using round numbers has a million people in that city. There's probably 10,000 people in meters. Um, simple math does those numbers don't add up. Right. So like really you can have on a given moment here in Boston, you have anywhere from like zero to I've never seen more than like 15 meters at once. Mm. Right. So like, even at the max 15 meters, that represents the whole public. So really, you're at the spot where if one family goes on vacation and they have meters, they're gone. Or, or you know, or just one of their kids wants to listen to Something Amp Radio. Yeah, sure. or, or, yeah, or Disney. Well, clearly I mean, that didn't happen because our radio station <laughs> exploded. But I appreciate you throwing that in there. That was a great day, though, yeah. <laughs> that was a great day with the radio station signed off. Thank you. Continue, man. Continue. Um... But yeah, it's crazy because you have, you have you really um, have so few people at these meters and, and they represent the, the masses. So really, if one person changes their mind, it can drastically affect your ratings uh, either way. Uh, we are, or, or stations that are been around forever, have the morning shows like Maddie, they're super lucky because they're kind of, they have a, 
installation of meters. So they can lose one or two and, and still be okay. But a station that is like coming up and like trying to, trying to hustle and trying to make their, their, their spot, if they lose a meter, they could be doing nothing wrong. Like, like I'm sure there was times when you guys had weeklies, which was like, you don't, shouldn't even look at a weekly, but like, like we did nothing fucking different than last week mm. and our ratings plummeted or we did nothing different and our ratings flew up. So it's really, it's a, it's a tough thing to, to break down. And you're a music director too. So Mikey would be in charge of the music that is playing pretty much all day on the radio stations. What, you know, like what is a good record to you? You know, like what is the best way that you've seen? Maybe I don't want to give away, you know, some of the inside scoops, but what are some of the ways that, um, cause I feel like labels are patching or, you know, putting together singles differently. You know, they put together these big promos. The last one I can think of that was lucrative was from BTS. You know, yeah. they had this, they, I think they came out with like a Dynamite. bus or something. Oh, so no, they, 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 for yeah. butter. For, was it right? butter? Yeah. yeah, I think it was butter. But they can't. They brought the tour bus because this is during yeah. COVID, so they brought a tour bus literally to the radio station at, at Kiss One Hundred Eight yeah. and had us had me come out and sit in their tour bus with a, a, a drink and uh, and listen to the music. For, for them, you know that that means they're investing a ton of money into a, a single. They believe in it, but the, the music world has changed forever. Yeah, I, I think I think we were talking about TikTok earlier, but like. It was already on this path, but I think again, COVID, as far as music, or it's not just music, it's any media, has changed forever and it's been fast forwarded five years. Um, my best analogy is like, um, like a like a TV show. When you and me grew up, right? Like you got home every Thursday at six p.m. and you watched TGIF, what, whatever or, yeah, it was, sure, right? So like, sure. and the next day at school, you're all talking about it, and everybody knew those actors. They were kind of famous to you. You knew them all, right? Nowadays, um, one girl, one group of girls, maybe streaming this one show Ozarks or whatever it is. And they all love it. They all love it. And then this group's streaming another show, whether it's um, whatever it is. And to this group, those actors are famous to this group. They have no idea who the fuck that guy is. Mm. So nothing's mass appeal anymore. Even like TV shows or movies back in the day, like everybody saw the Titanic. Everybody knew Leonardo DiCaprio, but now there is no, mass appeal movie that I could go see say my grandma saw it and an eight-year-old saw it and everybody knows the actor so the same thing with music where really and Chelsea Cutler put up a dope post about it but like the passion for the artist is kind of all over the place because our attentions are all over the place and we can consume music so much quicker and therefore nothing becomes mass appeal so for a record to become radio mass appeal is harder now than it's ever been sure and I think that's a great point because I do remember seeing multiple people put up that that post from her where yeah. she was like, I'm fighting with my team all the time of, I want a song that's big because it'll take me around the world and will allow me to be successful in the music business. Yeah. You know, because a good song can translate to merch. It can Everything. translate yeah. to tour. It can translate to whatever. But there's so many. So how have the politics, do you believe like politics are just playing such a heavier role? You're saying the label game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so again, we, we have, as a music director, we have meetings of labels every week and Zooms now or whatever. Um, but it's almost like, and again, I'm lucky as my boss is pretty big in radio, so they, they talk very openly and like strongly to him. Um, but it's almost like we're sifting through this madness together. Mm. Like there's times where like, that they literally be like, hey, this song is streaming. It's all over TikTok. We're not sure what we have here, but like, like the, we the, have the, to put this out. Yeah, but again, the same way that like when you were against me in the radio, like we were both fighting for the same medium, right? So the competition has made that medium better. Mm. The more us and the labels work together, it just makes their job and my job last longer. So mm. that, like, like we're kind of trying to find that medium ground, but it is so hard because again, only five years ago, we didn't have so much 
streaming and and this and, and streaming's not bad. I'm just saying like even when Adele song came out, massive song, easy on me, it streamed. I can't remember what it was doing, like 10 million a week or something like that. But then if you even put that in comparison to like the entire world, that's a tiny number. So all these numbers are arbitrary. Like, 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 like there's nothing like, you, it, it's so hard to dissect because what does it even mean? Like a, a, and then another song could be streaming just as much, but I could go to Stop and Shop and ask a hundred people. They're like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right. It's so true because no, nothing is mass correct. appeal. And then, right. and then you have, you know, a typical soccer mom who's busy running around. She's worried about the mask on her kid in the back and this kid's filling a juice box and they haven't heard me. They're not like out streaming songs or like searching them. And you and me as DJs or radio people, we're kind of a little more proactive in the music world, right? Like as I walked in here, you guys listened to a remix. Sure. Um, but the average human still isn't, but yeah, it's a tough, it's a, I mean, we talk about for hours. No, I think you, I think you explained that perfectly. Are TikTok records translating on radio? I, personally for us, I, I don't think they do because I, I think that the issue with TikTok record, they're huge, right? But everybody loves that 15 seconds of it. And I even see in the club. Seven seconds. Seven seconds of it. Yeah. Sure. Even the clubs, like uh, I will, you know, play, and you, and you, all the time, yeah. like you can play that song, but then like the other two Minute minutes, half, people are just yeah. like. It's like the, but they're hyped for that one yeah. second, but you can't do that in radio. The magic so is gone, I, yeah. I, I think it's like a happy medium. I think the radio is to like the megaphone, right? So like think about Olivia Rodrigo, like when driver's license popped, mm. like she was already massive without radio. If we never touched the record, she, she'd still be a star. But I think the radio was kind of what like, boom, and it like explodes it. And now it's everywhere. Now the soccer mom knows it, the eight year old knows it. And the kid on TikTok knows it. What is your worst interview and what was your best interview? Ooh, that's actually a great question. Worst interview I, I think actually is Lizzo. My, my first two questions, she said next to me. Out of just because, what were they? I remember one of them it was- It takes a lot for an artist to do that because she seems really nice and all I, I thought she was mad cool and like down to, down to kick it. And like, I mean, the rest of the interview, like, like after she said next and next, the rest of the interview was actually dope. Mm. And like uh, some of them- As were, you're shitting your pants, you're like, hold on, let me change no, my diaper. No, you know what it is? Like, yeah. like, 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 what the hell? Like, the fuck? Um, yeah. Uh, I think the first, uh, I knew that during a video shoot, I, I, I saw a red interview that like- um. Like a Nicki Minaj whispered in here, I want to lick your pussy or something like that. You brought that? That was the first fucking question no, you asked, No, that was the second Mikey? one, though. Oh, man. I, no, I didn't say that, though. I, I just, like, uh, <laughs> I heard Nicki Minaj whisper sweet nothings in your ear. Go on, talk about it. She's oh, like, next. Shit. And then, uh, yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. Um, I've had a, a bunch of good ones. Um, I'm trying to, like, the Demi Lovato one that actually did Hear a Big Night. I thought that was really big. Mm. It, it just felt, like, cool. We talked about, like, real-life stuff. Um, Charlie Puth has always been... The homie, chain smokers, bunch of cool chats with them. I mean, yeah, I can't think of the demi one might stand out. Is there recently. is there a celebrity out there that hates you? <laughs> not the problem. Not important enough. Like Lizzo probably hates me, but doesn't know my name, so I couldn't even point it out. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think there's one that hates me. Oh, you got one that you got. Hit. Yeah, I mean, I have Lil Rob hates me. Really? Yeah, you know he has the big songs. He had the big song Summer Nights. Yeah, I was like twenty one. Yeah, was I know wasted exactly in the back. Yeah, about. I was wasted in the summer night. And anyway, so I was in the back of a cab and I was learning how to drink. I was like yeah. you know, 21, 22. and I think, I mean, I'll stand by that the taxi driver was just being reckless and going in the wrong direction all the time. But allegedly, I was giving the taxi driver you know, some attitude and Lil yeah. Rob was like, Hey, you need to fucking treat some people with respect. And you know, oh, like called we you out for having and was, and you know, told the guy next to me who, you know, they were uh, like manager or whatever. whatever yeah. He's like, Hey man, like he's really going to fuck you up if you keep talking. Like he was dead <laughs> yeah. ass serious. He goes like, we pulled the car over and he's like, 
you know, he need Lil Rob needed some time to chill. So I know for sure Lil Rob. Day <laughs> two, that's hilarious. <laughs> All because you're were, you were talking too much smack, and, and you were like, you were feeling was, yourself. You're 21, you had a couple drinks in you. You're like, a little Rob's gonna let me stand it up for him right now. And then boom. See, I'm always the opposite. Like I, I, I've always been the guy that like somehow like weaves my way to be cool with them, and then take them to the club, and then they're like, they love you. I got, I got like a ton of stories like that. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, it was just the one thing that like popped in my mind because I think someone tagged me in something <laughs> recently. I was Summer like, days. Yeah. <laughs> so little Rob, listen, we squashed our beef. I hope. Um, all right. So, uh, I want to move on to your branding strategy. Um, if someone on the streets were to describe Mikey V on the air, yeah. what, what would you hope that they would say? What I hope or what I think they say. Give me both. What, well, tell me what a you cartoon, would hope they a would say. A cartoon character would be what I think they probably say. Really? Um, but what I hope they would say is like memorable, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, or like even like you're bringing it up right now. So we're talking about it, but it, it literally all started this picture. There's two things in this picture that you don't know about. One is, well, you know about it, but you don't know why. The picture on the screen, once again, that we'll put up. It, it, okay. My fault. Um, it's okay. There, there's white glasses in there that have no lenses. And that was literally because when I was doing nights in Indianapolis, there was one other guy doing clubs. Mm. And I was like, I literally was sitting with my boss at my apartment and I was like, I gotta stand out. I got. I gotta make people remember something. I, I gotta have a conversation. Thought I was new to the city, and I had popped the lenses on my glasses, and I wore them that night. And everybody that night asked me, like, "Are there lenses? Like, Let me see. Are there, can I try them on?" It was a conversation starter for me to meet people in a new city. And then, if you left that party and came back, even didn't know my name, you knew the guy in the white glasses always threw a good party. So that was like my first thing. And then that shirt that I have on, you can kind of see the G in it, but uh, it's FBGM. I trademarked fuck bitches get money. I still have a legal trademark to FBGM. To this day, yeah. So I, I, so I had a whole, I, go to the website. I have a whole clothing line of FBGM clothing that when I was in Indy, so what would I would do, it was all marketing, but it was free cover if you were, if you bought FBGM t-shirts or, and um, if you ordered an FBGM shot, you got half off. So like that way, like I had people saying my company's name, wearing my company's clothes. I can show you videos of everybody in the whole club is having FB, and they're all buying off my website. So you own the trademark for fuck bitches. Not for money? fuck bitches get money, just the letters. Just the letters. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah. Mikey's making some undercover. No, I, I, actually, I had no clue. That, I, when I moved to Boston, that didn't mm. really fit the Kiss One Hundred Eight. Uh, sure brand. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so so that got retired. I got a whole box of them upstairs though. Well, I was I was gonna do I was gonna bring it up more towards the end, but now that you just kind of made the segue easier, do you view? I mean, listen. Listen, Mikey be wearing some crazy shit sometimes, which I, I respect, but I'm always curious, is this Mikey's style? And I think some people also wonder because, you know, we're, it's important, I think, to stick out you because we're in such an oversaturated field yeah. and shit like that. Uh, Mikey wears these gigantic hats. He wears mass sparkling shirts and, you know, jackets and whatever, but like he can pull them off. You know, but my question to you is, is that part of your branding strategy or is like, because I do remember you bringing up the same way you brought the glasses. You were talking about the hat. You're like, yo, if people see me on the streets, they're like wondering, oh, that's the guy with the, with the big, big hat, hat yeah. or like whatever. Is that part of it? Or is this genuinely like your style? I think it's a little combination of both. I think if I was to say my style, I'm in sweatpants and a hoodie and like, I'm not, I'm not a fancy dude. Like I didn't grow up fancy. I don't wear suits. It's like not really my thing. Mm. Um, I think that I'm also having balding for a little bit, so the hat adds to that uh, effect there. But I, I, I think no, I think it's really a branding thing. I, I mean, I do like. I mean, now that I do it, because like if I here, if I wasn't in radio, I wasn't a DJ. I don't think I'd be wearing that. That responds to that, right? Sure. Um, 
but I, I do actually like how they look now. Like I think that, I mean, I'll probably in five years talk to you again. Remember that fucking time in that <laughs> picture, that big fucking hat? I was just wearing it for branding. I mean, I probably thought the white glasses looked good back in the day, but no, I, th I think my normal style is a hoodie and sweatpants. I'm, I do, I'm, I'm a chill cat. I do think you hide your jackets more because I was trying to get some pictures of you <laughs> with the jackets. Is there a reason that you don't post pictures? I mean, you'd be wearing some sparkling ass my, shit. My bro. last jacket was that big red one from Jingle Ball. Okay, but I'm saying, bro, oh, I've oh, seen you oh, wear oh, some the, dazzling, walking, yeah. disco ball-wearing shit. But, but here we go. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like, So, you know, that's... I got, I got some of them, where yeah. do you Where do you get them from? So the, And you think to yourself, no. this is what I'm going to wear. This is what I want to wear. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> you tell yourself when you're buying that, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. um, to be honest, a lot of them are from Macy's. And then there's like, like I'll go like to random like suit shops that have like like crazy suits. I, I'm pretty sure I keep both of them in business though, because nobody else buys this crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that's his Halloween. That's like no one goes to the clearance rack, but this one guy comes <laughs> yeah. in around every Jingle Ball day. every year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you you can pull them off. I'm not saying you look. I don't want it to be confused of like you look stupid in them, but I'm just saying you wear some outlandish shit sometimes, and I really respect it because like but you, you got to stand out. You really have to stand out though. Like like it's in everything. Like it's hard to stand out these days. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> real quick, do you think for the people that ask, is radio dead? Mm -hmm. You know, because with all the streaming stuff, and uh, you and I have had some really awesome conversations, and I think you are actually already on the forefront of starting to implement some of those changes because it's really, really interesting in the time that we live in right now where podcasts are so big mm -hmm. and there's so many of them and how can, and people, and people listen to them at crazy high volume, you know, they're addicted to their um, podcast just as much as their shows. Yeah. Right. So Mikey has started to do, started to implement slowly of bringing that podcast world and how it translates into radio. But I think I still get the question all the time. And especially when I had a job, why, you know, like, where do you see radio in five years? Or I did my high school project on if radio was going to be dead. Yeah. And it's still very much so alive. And that was 30 years ago. Right. Right. And that was <laughs> 77 years ago. So do you think, where do you see radio in five years? Mm -hmm. And how do you see the um, podcast world? Do you see the podcast world filtering in somehow as a success yeah. to like building local better? Yeah, no, de definitely a loaded question. And I got to kind of dance a little bit on it, but uh, I think that radio has, has is in a tough spot right now, realistically speaking. I think that just the world is changing, COVID changed so much, people aren't on the roads as much, but I think it's still a massive medium and it's a big megaphone and, there, and there's ways to, there's ways that it, we, we can do so much better. And, mm -hmm. and so for me, I, I sit in meetings every day and, and, and I fight that, there are ways to go so much better. And to be honest, I have my moments to be honest. I'm like, is anybody listening out there? Like you just like, you kind of like, and I'm on not, not talk about where I work, but like kiss is probably like a, like a, a, a biggest radio station in Boston. And like, like even in the sure. country for our company, it's one of the highest billing, one of the biggest listeners. But like, and then when I fill in for this week for the Maddie, the morning show and their interaction, like that is the most sticky content. Like I, like the show, but it's like Seinfeld, the show, but nothing, but it's always funny. And like, my, like the amount of followers and DMs that I have from the three seconds that I talk in and out of Matt and Billy and Lisa is like, it reminds me like, damn, there are a lot of motherfuckers listening to this show. So I think that what that proves is content wins. People need an emotional connection and they don't have that to the music right now, I don't think. Um, so without saying, hey boss, I need to talk more. 
it's not about me. It's about making connections. A lot of people that still need a best friend, still need somebody to talk to, somebody to relate to. And what radio does has the ability to do a podcast, but also be interactive. Like even your favorite podcast right now, like this podcast right now, if somebody want to join and say, you know what? Fuck Mikey, he's wrong. They can't because they're going to listen to this later on. So radio has the ability to not only be a podcast, but also be an interactive one and, and to be locally based. Like um, if you're talking like any company, if you market it to everybody, you're marketing it to nobody. You've heard that saying before, right? So like, like, so radio can be a podcast marketed to that city. So like, 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 there's no, there's nobody else can be, go get a podcast. It's just about Boston. So it's on the radio. So my, my big push is just putting more relatable content out and, and having it be on the radio. I mean, literally four years ago, shout to, you know the Hubie guys, uh, Hubie app, Jordan and Casson and all that. I, I think it sounds familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, they, they do a lot of stuff with Big Night, but. You know, I would, I had pitched a show to my company that was like, we should get influencers involved. This is before like even influencers were like, I mean, five years ago, they were still like big, but they weren't like what they are today. And I was like, I, I got this company. They, they manage influencers. Like, let's get them on the radio and let's, let's let us like talk. And they were like, yeah, well you can do 11 PM on Sundays. You just have to do a lot. They stash you to the bottom. But I said, fine yeah, for a whole year. Yeah. I mean, every Sunday I came in, we had, I mean, nothing crazy, but everybody, every influencer they brought was like 300 K 700 K like in that world. Um, back then there was no TikTok, and um, yeah, we did a fun show, man. Like, like I think it was before its time. Like I think I think I, we were like a little ahead of the curve in that one because nobody had, like, like now if I were to do that, they would probably syndicate and make it massive and and, and give me more strength behind it. But but nevertheless, uh, the one thing that I'm doing because as as I fight that battle to make it even more interactive, make you have a connection. Like like why do people listen to Maddie every morning? Because they know about his whole life. They feel connected to him. That, that, that it's a routine in their life. So as you mentioned earlier, me and my brother, he's in San Diego, but luckily to the world changing now, you can do shows easily. But we do a talk intensive show six to seven, and next week it's going to be five to seven. And my goal is to make that the whole afternoon drive show and, and be able to bring the best songs, but also content that people can relate to. They can get in their car and and have an interactive conversation with. And it's, and I, I think you'd be surprised a couple of years ago to think, to realize that people have more of a threshold even that with as fast as the world is, yeah. they listen to hours of a podcast, yeah. which is, I don't think you could have maybe, never. I could be wrong, but I no. would have never thought that. Yeah, I mean, ago. He, like, I would say five years ago, you had that random couple of people that liked the murder podcast, so the, the, but now it's just like so naturally consumed. And I, I think that, I think that is the future of radio, I think at the end of the day, I loved radio, right? Because you get to serve your community. You get to be a part of charity events. You get to go out to a club and see people. You get to help a business grow. And I think that the more it gets back to that, which maybe it never will. Like maybe I'm just barking up the wrong tree. Um, but I think that's where radio is most powerful and where I feel the most fulfilled. And it's free. Yeah, you no, know, yeah, people, people want the Sirius XM in their car, you know, for the first six months they get their Ford Escape. And then, then after that six months, they're like, well, I'm not yeah. paying. I'm no, not yeah. paying I mean, I just no canceled more. mine on my Tesla. But this is the biggest competitor that we have, obviously, the is, is, is the phone. It's not another like, – even when, when I look at those meters we are talking about earlier and, like, oh, we lost them, we gained one. I'm like, but we're not – it's not going to a station. It's going to go to their phone. What if they get a phone call? And their phone rings. If you answer your phone in the car, the radio turns off. It's just how it works now. Um, that doesn't mean you turn the station off. That just means you got a, a phone call and you're, you're a normal human and you're living your life. Um, but I think I think another misconception too is that like everybody's streaming, like, like the whole world, like everybody's streaming. They are, and they definitely like have their playlist. But not everybody's a music fan streaming. Like like there is that busy mom with that kid in the back that's like a nonchalant listener, and that, that's where radio will thrive. 
I was really, you know, you're smarter than you look. I, I've been told that a lot. <laughs> Got a face for radio too. Is this camera on? <laughs> uh, you know, before you get out of here, I, I do want to dive into the other portion of your life, which by the way, I mean, you're so passionate about what you do and you, you know, we talked about all the drugs you do and how you yeah, stay yeah. passionate and a lot of how radio is huge, um, a huge part of your life. You know, how do you turn it off? Cause is, is there a difference between your passion versus insanity? Because I, I like would love to see you I'm on that I'm on that fine line yeah like even like as I'm doing this my phone doesn't stop and I'm probably getting yelled at for like four other like random things to do and so how do you how do you do you think it's passion or do you think it's insanity the radio side of my life just your life right now like are you operating off passion or (laughs) insanity no I'm, I'm passionate about radio but I still have many other things that I'm passionate about too and now I'm finally at the point where like I'm trying to find that balance and, and get more time for me. But also I have other passion projects that aren't radio that, you know, I don't talk about as much, but I want to also put my foot, my, my best foot forward for those things too. And you're into real estate. And so, um, you're, you're into the real estate side of things. What advice would you give to someone like me who's lived in basically apartments their whole life, yeah. the benefits of, flipping houses like what you do like just give it give an idea to someone who doesn't know who you are how yeah, involved well, you are I'm, in the real I, estate I, side even you wouldn't know like exactly just so just to give it like super quick i have two partners we own a real estate fund um we fund a majority of projects in boston and nantucket so like if you're a developer around here a lot of them they get their capital from us uh we're considered junior debt so we work closely with the senior debt which is like if you were to go buy a house your senior debt would be the bank they'll give you the 80 percent of the house and your junior debt would be your down payment So what we do is we have a partnership with a bigger fund and they take on the senior debt. So say you're going to go buy a house for 3 million bucks and you're going to put a million dollars into it and try and sell for 5 million. You would go to our senior debt partner. um, They would, so the 3 million, they would give you probably 70 or say 80%. And then my company would give you the 600 grand for your down payment. Mm -hmm. They would give you the rest of the money. And then we would get you into that house, no money out of your pocket as a developer. So, so I, I have very few products right now that I actually, like, I don't hammer a nail or I'm not like picking out tile, but we're, we're on the finance side. So we, we raise capital and then we place capital all throughout the greater Boston area. So that, that's what we do. My, my advice to anybody getting into real estate, like, like for somebody like you, your first purchase should always be a two family, I think in my mind, like mm-hmm. buying, buying a single family home is actually like kind of counterproductive at some point because you tie up so much money and then you don't cash flow anything, right? So like, so if you go buy a million dollar house right now, which is like, you gotta spend a million bucks in the greater Boston area, unless you're like not getting a house. Um, you're gonna tie up 200 grand, unless you're a first time home buyer, you do three and a half percent down, but, but for the average person, 200 grand, and then you're gonna be paying a mortgage that's gonna be like four or five grand a month, where you're actually better off investing that money in a real estate deal, that 200 grand, and letting that money grow, and then still renting, or the home run is getting a two family, where that other person basically pays the majority of your mortgage, you almost live for free and you build equity in that house. Yeah, that's coke. You're talking too fast. You're on cocaine. Yeah, I'm naturally, I'm actually, I think I'm I'm as passionate about real estate as I am about uh, cocaine. Your your emails must be wild because what you just described to me would feel like my inbox would be wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a separate email for that stuff. I I would hope, I would hope so. Um, 
I know you have places to go and stuff like that. So we have Mikey V in here. You can hear him all over the worldwide webs. You can hear him out here in Boston. One of the things I I really also admire about you is that you've been very vocal about mental health. Um, You've shared how the loss of like your pops and uh, impacted you and how you move around and stuff like that. So as how has that changed for you? Um, How has that changed you as a person and as an on-air personality? I mean, that, that's the craziest thing in the world, really, right now. Like, I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we almost kind of miss out on how tough, like, freaking, like, high school is. Like, for kids now. Like, my, my, my nephew and my niece are, like, um, I'm super tight with them. They live in Florida. But, like, my nephew's going through his first breakup. We all remember that. But, like, when we went through it, you dealt with it at school a little bit. You had to see her. It was awkward. Somebody made a joke. But then you went home. And it was kind of over. And you hung out with the friends you want to hang out with. But because of this... It never, it never leaves you. So it, I think it's harder than ever for a kid to go through middle school and go through high school. So if I can help them just feel good or like talk about that in an interview with an artist, like I don't like doing the artist interviews that are like, so what were, and you're, you're great at this too, but like, and I'm not like, who would you love to collab with the most? And, and what am I supposed to do in 12 minutes? I've it, gone rants about this all the time. Yeah, I'm like, what do you want me to have a conversation that, for? I, I just yeah. like have a real, like if, if you were my homie, how would I talk to you? Like that, nah, sure. I, or, or like, or I, I, in my head, like we live in this TikTok and Instagram real world. I think of like a couple lines that I almost want to get out of them or car, a quick conversation I want to have like about stuff like that, that I know that can be powerful and help, help the youth in, in, the, in the future. But it is a hardest time ever. Mental health is a huge issue. And I think that, I just couldn't imagine going to high school right now. Like, like you had a bad day in school back in the day and it was gone after. Now there's group text messages. There's Instagram comments. Everybody's on iPhone. take a picture of you at any moment, any time. And like, it's, it's tough. So I think anything that all of us can do to help mental health, especially in youth. I mean, obviously it happens in all ages, but in youth, it's such a tough time right now. It's a, it's such a, it's a party in your phone at all times. Like you're in this just giant convention center of people at all times. You can't escape it ever. And you can't say, oh, I, I didn't see it or I couldn't get to it because you're just, it's, it's unfortunately makes you almost too accountable. Yeah. And so I think that just beats the living bejesus out of you sometimes. And that's the problem with jobs right now too, is like, sure. even like 10 years ago, like you left work, right? And maybe like if there was an emergency, they called you on the house phone, but now your email goes to this phone. You're, you, you post Instagram story. They send you a and text. They, yeah. I mean, they're like, Hey, why are you at work? Like we, we, we become a ball and chain just to this device and I'm the number one most guilty of it. So like, I'm not like saying like I'm doing it right, but I'm just saying it is crazy how society has changed because you can't escape anything. Like, like, like and you wonder why celebrities end up go living in the woods or another country or like in Montana, yeah, right? Cause, yeah, cause like, cause Wyoming. how else do they escape their, their phone? phone yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, of course. So what, um, what would be your personal advice to so, that you would give to someone? Like, what would Mikey V tell someone? What would Mikey V now tell Mikey V from a personal point of view, other than, you know, don't get kicked off of a family cruise, you know, if you get left in Bermuda <laughs> oh, yeah, for getting two hammer. Wow, how using, did I tell you that story? You know, is that a, is I feel like Nardwire right now. You're Mikey V. We have to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly enough, Mikey V's not big enough to half know. Usually it's like, you're Drake. <laughs> what what advice uh, would Mikey V give 10 years ago, Mikey V? Man, it's crazy because the advice I would give myself is the exact advice my brother gave me. And I just wasn't having it. But I would say, enjoy enjoy the moment. Like, like when I was in Indianapolis doing radio, probably the for me just socially the best time of my life. I, I was having the most fun. Um, had the least stress, most fun. And I was so eager to like, I need to get to a major market. I need to get bigger. I need to grow. I need to grow. My brother's like, dude, sit back, relax. Your best times ever will be in a city like Indianapolis. I was like, no, I was like, I got to interview. I got to do this. I, gotta, I would just say, take a deep breath. 
don't be lazy, but, but like work hard, bust your ass, but enjoy and don't worry where the journey takes you and enjoy the ride instead of worrying about where you're going to end up. It's great advice. I, I completely agree with that because we just live in such a fast paced world where then if you see someone else being accomplished, yep. like you can't even, it's harder. It's even harder to root for someone like, yeah. which is so wild to me because there's so much room it's, to eat. You I, know? I, I was saying this other day, it was like, this is such a real life thing. Like, um, anybody can relate to this, but like, they don't even realize it. We never enjoy we live our dream all the time and never enjoy it, right? So like when you were living with your parents, you're like, I can't wait get my own place. I just wanna, I wanna get my own place and be out of my house and whatever. And then you get your own place, you're there for like three months, you love it and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, I hate this city, I, I can't wait. But at that moment, that was your dream, right? So like, like six months ago, your dream was get your own place, you got your own place, so, so but now your, your dream's to go somewhere else. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need, I need to buy a house. I need to get a house. But really your dream was just to get that apartment. And now you got to get a house. And then you get that house. And a couple of years into that house, you're like, oh man, Nick got, you see the house Nick got? It's fucking huge. And you're like, I need, I need a bigger house. And mm -hmm. then you're like, but you're forgetting every step of the way. At one point that was your dream, but you're just like, hey, fuck you. I don't care about your dream. So like, I think we have to all realize that we are living our dream of, of some sort, like, like, like even like having your own podcast like at some point, it'd be so dope if, if people came and recorded me and I did a podcast and they came in to see me, and, but enjoy that. And don't be like lazy and be content with that, but like enjoy that moment. Cause it was your dream at one point while working for the next step. I, it was just so well put. Is legacy important to you? Because you do so much stuff with your family. You yeah. do have this stuff with your brother. It almost feels like even with your branding, you're wearing a V bros hat. I see this shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have all these chicks, you know what I'm saying? That come to the club in the Mikey V swag. What and, up, Kelsey? Yeah. <laughs> you have a girlfriend, a very, very beautiful queen. No, no, um, she's awesome. But is legacy important to you? I think that like, like, um, Define legacy for me real quick in your mind. Yeah, I think for, you know, because you're, you you more than a lot of people I know have really branded yourself. Yeah. And like, it could just be the giant V that I see on shirts or whatever. You know, you're consistently, you know, you have the show with your brother. So, yeah. you know, you do a lot of like family and luckily you guys both work in the same industry. Yeah. So it seems like you want to leave your mark at least on the radio world until yeah. you go into something different. So that's yeah. why I'm asking you, like, it, it seems like legacy. So, so, two things. so the branding, I think that branding is the best thing that anybody can do in any business you are. And I don't, I don't care if you're selling these hats or if you're making a podcast or if you're working at a bank, like your branding and your name is like the most valuable thing. Like they always say your network is your, whatever the fuck the saying is, um, your network is your net worth is what I was looking for there. Thanks, I appreciate it. I, I didn't know what the fuck you were talking uh, about. I said, network, I'm not but, a teacher, but man. But I think branding and, and people knowing you in any business is, is, is huge. So uh, I think being able to brand yourself correctly is super just beneficial and you can monetize that so easily. I think as far as family goes and radio goes, um, yeah, if radio ever ended, I want to be able to say, yo, me and my brother fucking tried, we tried to do a show. We, 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 we did it. We put our best foot forward. We didn't overthink it. We weren't like too, like... I try not to be too radio-y and like, just like, just go do what we think is entertaining. And we're both educated people. And then as far as family goes, yeah, my dad was like the biggest hustler ever. Like, like sketchy hustling, this kind of hustling, whatever it was. He That's was where you hustling. got your work ethic from? No, but dead on. Like, like, no, but my, my dad was always like a hustler. Like, like, you know, no matter what it was, he was like, if he knew what I was doing in real estate, he'd be like, dude, that's like, that's dope. And like, mm -hmm. was like, like making my pops proud is like, is like the number one thing I would say. And then, you know, just, making my family that does come behind me comfortable someday facts and before this is um this is what we'll end it on yeah hurley is going to be our tiebreaker uh oh hurley oh boy 
me and Mikey both had a show on oh, at the same gonna, time. Nope. Monday uh, through Friday. Did, had he, a, wait, had, did he work for your company in the outro? With, with, that, with that being said, me and Mikey had a show Monday through Friday. I'll check the ratings. Hold on, let me look. No, no, no. Well, I, I mean, like I did okay I mean, I in the it beginning. for itself right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what matters, okay? I just want to know, if you're the tiebreaker, we're both here right now, who had the more entertaining show? Hold on, I have it. Who had the more entertaining show? JD or Mikey V. Put them tank. Oh, Don't forget up. to like, follow, subscribe. It's always <laughs> something on it. All right, wrap it up. That's fine with me. Episode 35. Thank you so much. Yeah, Anything yeah, else good. you want to add? No, I'm good. I'm good. All man. right. You're like, no, I need to get the fuck out of here. Have you not seen my phone? Uh, but yeah, please like, rate, subscribe to the podcast. Episode 35 with the worldwide V-Bro, Mikey V. Uh, make sure you uh, do what you got to do, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.